listeners, and welcome to Project Understory, a nonfiction storytelling podcast that delves into the deeper meaning of nature experiences. Does your love for the outdoors resonate in your bones? So does ours. We are storytellers, students, and teachers connected to the Central Wisconsin Environmental Station. We are meaning makers, seeking to understand the world and ourselves better through the dappled shade of a balsam fir or the haunting call of a loon across a lake. Here, you can hear our stories of adventure and contemplation, and perhaps discover your own understory. Hello, Project Understory listeners. My name is Aaron Ballack, and I'm an undergrad here at the University of Wisconsin in Stevens Point, studying environmental education and interpretation. I'm doing my senior practicum here. So today I'll be telling a story about my time in Boy Scouts and my encounter uh, with a giant and a dwarf. So yeah, let me just start off by saying we uh this was this happened to me about 12 years ago and i went on a camping trip in the high adventure program of the scouts of america down to the florida keys to the sea base camp down that they have down there so we flew into fort lauderdale there's about 30 of us and then we drove in a coach bus for the rest of the way down to the florida keys um so the florida keys are a set of islands that are connected to florida uh kind of close to the gulf of mexico and the atlantic kind of separating the the gulf from the atlantic really is what it does and the florida keys are connected by a very long seven mile bridge that uh goes from florida to some of the florida keys you may have heard of like key west and things like that so we took that seven mile bridge and eventually made it down to the sea base uh, where they outfitted us with all of our gear, handed us some sea kayaks, and we actually sea kayaked uh, and paddled out to the island that we were staying at. It was called Munson Island. Uh, the Boy Scouts of America own it, or the Scouts of America own it. And uh, we were able to stay on that island for about a week, which was super incredible experience because the Florida Keys are... Uh, it, incredible ecosystem super close to the water but you still have all those islands that are very close together so you you get a lot of animals moving between those islands but at the same time these islands also have to deal with hurricane force winds and that is you need to be a very hardy species to be able to deal with 70 plus mile per hour gusts in those so there's a really incredible plant that we saw there it's called the gumbo limbo tree the gumbo limbo tree actually is uh incredibly incredibly adapted to live in those hurricane force winds super bendy tree you can actually take a branch and uh hang on it and it would just bounce around with you on it it was super fun to do that but it also had this incredible just vibrant red bark that just stood out uh when you saw it like from from the shoreline so it's just this incredibly twisty turny uh bendy red incredibly red vibrant tree that was just beautiful so that those were all over the islands there was a couple other things on the island as well let me uh i guess i can introduce the dwarf characters now 
one of the dwarf characters is actually called a key deer, and key deer are essentially just white-tailed deer that go under undergo island dwarfism. Island dwarfism happens on a lot of islands uh, that get separated or like are separated away from the main uh, continent, and this happens for a couple of different reasons. The main reason, though, that island dwarfism happens is so that the animals need less food uh, because they're smaller, they need less resources for themselves, and so they're actually able to have a, a higher population because they're using less of it. So it, it's kind of a balancing act of, you know, how big do you need to be to survive as a deer or versus how small you need to be to not take up resources to have an actual genetic pool that's not inbred, essentially. So that's that's what island dwarfism is. And these key deer, let me tell you, they don't know what personal space is. They will just walk straight into your camp and like multiple times we're licking bacon grease off of our pans. They would sleep on our tents. It, actually, I had one sleep on my tents and it created this massive bulge in my tent that I was just like poking because it was literally like my tent collapsing in on me and it was just the most ridiculous thing. So key deer are um, the dwarf that I met along the way. Very ridiculous character. Um, they don't really have too many uh, predators at all. So that's why they act like the way they do because there's it, they're so ridiculous. <laughs> They'll just walk into your camp, thirty people in camp, and they don't—they don't even pay attention to you. They'll just try to eat your food. It's pretty ridiculous sometimes. So that's that's the dwarf character that I met. It's a. Uh, I understand why they they act that ways. That because there's not that much fresh water on the island, so every single day is a struggle to survive for those key deer. Oftentimes, they will just lick the dew off the leaves in the morning, and that's all the water that they'll get for the for their whole day. Um, so you can kind of imagine that that's hardly, like, barely enough to survive. Um, so they are a very hardy species, and I, I've learned to respect them a lot because it takes a lot to, to live down in the Florida Keys because there's not that much resources and those islands are kind of sparse and can be very much separated sometimes. So yeah, I respect the key deer for that. One other thing, I, one other character I met along the way was actually when I was snorkeling in a coral reef, I met the giant character. So <clears throat> while snorkeling in, a, in the coral reef, I was actually uh, fishing at the time. So we would hand fish with these yo-yos, which is exactly what it sounds like, the yo-yo toy, where there's just like a string. But actually you hold it by the uh, the plastic part and let the string down. Of course, the string has a hook on it and some bait attached. And you just kind of jig with your hand um, to try to catch fish. So I was doing that, not really paying attention and looking down, not really paying attention to my surroundings, which I definitely should have been because I noticed something in my peripheral vision in front of me, and I, uh, it was just like a little glimpse of a silver flash. And so I looked up, and looking back at me was about 
was an eyeball about the size of a baseball. And attached to this eyeball was a six foot long fish that was just staring at me. And of course, upon seeing this fish, I just freaked out. I was splashing the water, trying to swim away from it. Eventually though, like after calming down, I realized that this fish was just looking at me, just checking me out. I uh, eventually learned from the guide that we went with that that fish was a tarpon and tarpons actually are just very territorial fish. They were just checking me out, seeing the new, uh, what was coming into their territory, really. So I learned that day that even though an animal might seem big and scary to me, they might just be curious. And that ch kind of changed my whole perspective on fish and even some of the scarier animals that I think exist in the wild. So... Thank you for listening to me today. I hope you enjoyed my Project Understory. So, thank you very much. This has been a production of Project Understory. A special thanks to Create Portage County in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Check them out at createportagecounty.org for their many resources available to local artists and creatives. We hope we entertained and inspired you today to encounter nature in new and meaningful ways.